Hello, welcome to JG Ministries. Today I want to talk to you about the mystery of the incarnation. And as you know, it's Christmas time, a favorite time for many people around the world. It is a time of joyous celebration where many people around this time enjoy this holiday season by decorating their houses and yards with Christmas lights and decorations of every kind. A time when you hear the phrase, to remember and be kind to others. Many are hurrying to buy Christmas gifts, bake holiday treats, and gather for holiday meals. In this time of year, we see many different types of family traditions and holiday festivities. Festivities and traditions that involve going out and picking the family Christmas tree to decorate, parades, pageants, there's even caroling and festivals of all kinds. We see snowmen, reindeer, and there's always a Santa Claus at this time of year. Christmas is depicted in numerous songs, movies, cartoons, commercials, and all sorts of storybooks. To many, this is what Christmas means to them. But for the Christian, Christmas has a deeper and truer meaning. For the Christian, it's a time when we remember the birth of Christ. For Christians, this is the time that we celebrate the mystery of the Incarnation, the Incarnation of Jesus Christ. This was the time when Jesus came into the world. Now, he didn't come in with pomp and circumstance, but he came in as a baby who was born in a lowly stable and born in a manger. He was born of a woman, grew up with a Jewish father who was a carpenter. He was the God-man that was revealed to us in the Bible. Sometimes with the hustle and bustle of Christmas activity, we can forget the most wonderful and the true part of Christmas, which is the birth of a baby in a manger. That is the incarnation. The incarnation, which is the fact that in the person of Jesus Christ, God became flesh in order to save us from our sins. This event in history is the great incarnation, and it is the main point of the gospel, the core of the Christian message. It can be hard to grasp that God sent his son into this world as a baby and who would grow up to reign over the entire world. This incarnation is given to us by fact in the Bible. The Bible is the recurring theme over and over of the incarnated birth of Jesus Christ. The prophets wrote of it, the psalmists sang songs about it, and the apostles rejoiced over it. Christ came from heaven in the flesh. He came into this world and identified himself with all the sinful men and women, and this is a profound fact. There is nothing that human beings can do or attain to compare to what Christ did for us. Isaiah said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. This is a biblical truth, a fact that is throughout the Bible. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of God, 
full of grace and truth. Philippians chapter 2 says, But Christ made himself of no reputation, taking a form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Before Christ came, people were incapable of coming to God. So God, in love and mercy, came down to earth to interact with humans. The people couldn't go up to God. So God came down to the people and redeemed them. This was God incarnate. God sending his one and only son to us. God clothed in a human body in the person of Jesus Christ. Christ came not to only identify with humans, but he came for reconciliation, to give us a way back into a relationship with God. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And the Bible is also a book of history, and the incarnation of Christ is a historical fact. Our Christian roots run deep in the solid foundation of history. This history gives us a doctrine that God came down from heaven to earth, which was a world of confusion and sin, and God was more than capable of sharing in our pain, in our sufferings, our conflicts, and even our sorrows. It proves that his love was real and not just a theory or lip service. It was a true love and beyond all measure. Christ coming in the flesh his coming into the world, his identifying himself with sinful men and women is the most significant fact of history. Christ being born in human flesh and being God-man is a historical fact. Christ came to us as a living sacrifice once and for all so that we may believe and have a way to live for eternity. God made it possible that we know of God's love and his interest for us and gave us a way to believe in living life. He proved that we are not to be together or that we are to be together with him forever. God came to mend the gap and fill the void that separated us from him. Everything that God did, every miracle he performed Every word he spoke was for the purpose of reconciling a lost world to a loving, compassionate God. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Christ was born to die for us. This is the reason for Christmas. This is why we celebrate Christmas. And no decorations can ever replace the wonderful truth of this birth. God looked down and saw the world devastated by sin, but God didn't go away. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him should not perish, but have the everlasting life. This is what the incarnation means. God did something about our sin and our separation from God. He did not turn his back on us in our time of need. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. 
Through Christ, God did something about our sin to bring us back to him. The historical fact of the incarnation is that at a specific time and at a specific place, God invaded the world with his presence in human form. We can't escape this historical truth of this event. We encounter this fact every day of our lives, whether we understand it or not. Every time you look at a calendar, every time you put a date on a check or data document, you're reminded of that over 2,000 years ago. God came to reconcile the world to himself. You can't escape this most important fact. One of the most important things is that the incarnation can be experienced. The greatest proof that Christ once lived in history is the fact that he lives today in our hearts and in the lives of men and women. Every person who gives his heart to Christ will experience and see the absolute truth that not only did Christ live, but he still lives, and he continues to live forever. For when you accept Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes, and he comes and lives in your heart. The book of John says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Many people today, just like in ages past, think that they can manage without God. They may be doing well financially, have degrees, Maybe they have a social status, but there's something definitely missing from their lives. They have a void that nothing materially or earthly will ever fill. And this missing part of their lives is not having Jesus Christ in their lives. Oh, they may think they're doing well, but they will never be complete unless Christ is made the center of their lives. Christ is the answer to all your problems. He's the answer to all your spiritual and moral problems. People that accept Christ are complete and they're happy because they have received the most special of Christmas gifts, the gift of God's Son. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. The most astounding fact of all history is that the great and the almighty God of heaven can live in your heart. It makes no difference who you are. Your life can be changed if you will humble yourself and let Christ take up residence in your heart. And then you will be a new creation. The best Christmas gift that you can receive is the gift that God has given to us. The gift of his son. The gift of reconciliation the gift of being in a relationship with God, and the greatest gift that we can give another person is the sharing of God's gift, sharing his son with the rest of the world. Jesus will forgive you of your sin. He will live in your heart if you will come to him by faith. Christ is the only way to God. Christ died so your sins could be forgiven, and he promises to save anyone who will turn from sin and receive him by faith. To receive this gift is very simple. First, admit to God that you're a sinner and then turn away from your sins. Accept the gift of Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. Let the best Christmas gift this year be receiving the gift that God is offering to you right now.
and share that gift with others. Amen. God bless you and keep living Christian strong.